Hello, and welcome back to the RGB Podcast. My name is Noah. My name is Gavin. And we're the Blanchard Brothers. And this week, we're talking video games. Yes. Subject we haven't covered really in depth at any point on the network, so I thought it would be a good time. The Last of Us is uh, out there kicking ass in the zeitgeist, and mm-hmm. uh, I thought it would be a fun, fun time to take a look at some dream projects. Pitch yeah. you on a few ideas. Yeah. We're we're wait a second. Are we playing and pitching? Yeah. Play and pitch. Play and pitch. Play and pitch with Noah and Gav. I think that's the name of this episode now. Okay. Okay. Whatever. So I I told you to prepare five. Mm-hmm. I did as well. We might have some crossover. We do have some similar tastes. And uh yeah, we'll see where it goes. So we may have 10, we may have a shorter number, but we were looking at what are some games that given that now, I mean, this is very much, I think, going to be a trendsetter. We had it, well, Halo was last year, is that correct? Yes. You know, which didn't make as big of a dent, but everything is about IP these days. So obviously video games are now finally, you know, people are seeing that they're viable. Mm-hmm. So we thought, what, you know, conceivably, in the real world, what are some things we could pitch? Who would we want attached to them? What network should maybe be responsible? Who do we want a showrunner? Casting decisions, etc. I thought it'd be a little fun time. Yeah. Before we get into that, I do want to know, like, how you approached your list. But we are uh, seven episodes deep currently in the run of The Last of Us. It's going to be nine episodes for the first season. You have seen six at this point? Is yes, I've not watched most recent You're one. not up to date on the most recent one, but you know what happens in it. Right. Uh, yes. We're both, I think, thoroughly enjoying it. Is that fair to say? Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I like it a lot. Okay. Are you impressed with the uh, expansions and changes in yeah. the adaptation? Yeah, I mean... Have you had I, any sticking points? Uh... No, I mean, Are you I... you a goddamn homophobe, Gavin? No. Okay. I've had many people tell me that with my hair now, I do sort of re- re- resemble gay Bill. You know? Is that what we're calling him now, gay Bill? I don't know. That's just what... I don't know. Anyway. Uh, Nick Offerman is what people told gay me. Gay Bill and gay Frank. Well, no. Nick Gaying Offerman. up my whole my whole series. I, I came to watch some survivalist. So, okay, um, me and Bex, sorry, you know, we were, we were watching that. She was like, hey, have you seen, because she watched it before I did. She was like, did you see this episode? I said, no. And she's like, you know, it's pretty emotional. Prepare yourself. Prepare myself. I was like, okay. And I'm like, oh, okay, there's a twist with that. And she was like, I just can't get over Nick Offerman. And I was like, well, you know, the gay community has said if he wants to play gay anytime, he's more than welcome to because he's that. <laughs> he gets good. a pass. Yes. Yeah, he gets a pass. And I said, you know that hair is not the only thing he's been in. And so she was like, what do you mean? I was like, well, you know, you had the, the hair with Ron Swanson, but have you ever seen Deus, <clears throat> Debs? And she was like, no, what's that? So we literally in one day just killed Debs. And she was like, oh, my God, amazing. That's a lot to process. It is. I tried to get her to understand, like, what, like about midway through, she's like, I like it, but I'm not sure. And I was like, listen, just, just let think about Alex Garland cook right. for a little bit longer. And you know what I found in doing okay. that? Like, more rewatching devs with her led me into an entire annihilation rabbit hole. Like there's two other books and I don't know why he, I mean, I just 
I don't know, man. I can't wait for it. And right after that, I went and wa- I watched Men. That's when I'm on Showtime. Yes. Right and I was like, this fucking guy. What'd you think of that ending? I, bro? Dude, are you <laughs> fucking kidding me? What'd I tell you? Like, never seen that before, have you? No. <laughs> but then for like the friend to show up and you're like, oh shit. Okay. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh my God. You know? And of course, she's, you know, she didn't make it to men, but like, I was like, well, you should probably watch it. She said, well, it's scary. I'm like, eh, it's not, it's, eh. it's only a, if you think it's it. a different beast entirely. Oh yeah. The, uh, the whole fucking tunnel sequence. Fucking Dude, that, unnerving. Okay. That on a big screen. Yeah. When you can really see the, the depth, like when just the figure stands up in the distance initially, mm-hmm. I, it was the most like sinking, like chest clenching moment I had in a theater last year, probably. Yeah. I can um, imagine. Yeah. Me and the three other people that were in there. I mean, I got a little nervous myself. And mind you, like, you know, I'm in a dark room by myself in a house, and I'm just kind of like, I, I don't, I mean, I don't have to turn it off right now. I could me. And I just, it just, it's, un, it was unnerving, mm-hmm. you know, and this is for me who like, you know, <clears throat> I tried to watch, it took me five days, but I finally finished all of In Search of Darkness 3 because I'd watch it till I was like, okay, I think I remember it. And like, I fast forward. Okay. I remember, I remember this. So I'm going to leave it here and I'll just recap a little bit and keep going. And I could fucking throw all three of them all on and okay. love it. But yeah. Save all that for a, yeah. a co-captain's log yeah. when we can get into what we've been watching. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so wh- I vaguely presented this as like, give me your top five TV shows that you wanted to get the, the prestige TV treatment. And then when I started making my actual list, I was like, well, we don't necessarily have to stick to, to that. Right. Uh, so I expanded it. I'm, I'm you know, going... For a couple different styles. Okay. So, what what did you do? Did you go with favorites? Did you go with what you think would actually get made? I did. A, I, I it... went with stuff that I thought had the best chance to try and bring people who may not have known about it to it. Something that you could disguise as a brilliant new IP. Because I know the times we live in. 60% of the people that I've talked to The Last of Us about don't know, did not know it was a video game to start out with, you know? Again, and we're talking about thing. one of the most successful video game properties in the modern era. Right, you know. And peop- and your general public is still like, oh, I, can't, I think I've heard of that. Right. Yeah. Because it's like, I think you could easily, with the amount of military shows there are now, like SWAT, and they have a special, maybe if you wanted to finally break down and say okay cbs abc give me a call of duty tv show where we have several main guys that we kind of know from like modern warfare and we're gonna put them in a situation and we're gonna run through the events of this game over like three series even like a tnt could probably do something like that right it's those are kind of tailor-made they are more visual i was trying to go for things that like maybe didn't necessarily hit the mark with like how they could be, you know, move. There are, I try to think, find things that weren't already movie like. Right. Cause you I mean, notably imagine. the last of us, very cinematic. Yes. Uncharted, another mm-hmm. naughty dog game. Very cinematic. Also recently. I have adapted. two or three that like two of these are probably well, three of them are before 2010. If I'm not mistaken, I needed to look at the last one that I won the last, And I have two that are more recent that you could. And I did put a few in there. That are like recent that do lend itself to okay. You know, well, yeah. I was just 
curious, but uh, kick kick it off, I guess, if you want to. I mean, no particular order. It doesn't have to be unless you want it to be. Um, okay. Um, I'm going to do with like what I think would be my number five. I'm going to start from five and move okay. up to one. Go for it. And it does have a lot of recency bias. And I just put anyone in this category because I feel like you could do a ton of stuff with it. But I think it would be amazing to get George R.R. R. Martin back to the small screen and okay. give us an Elden Ring television show. It does lend itself. It is all about like your own particular choices and you can kind of do anything. There is an overarching arcing story that like, if you get into the weeds with it, you're like, holy shit. So that does present a problem in terms of what storyline, what quest line, what are you going to do? But you do have that all encompassing thing of like, you could spend a, a 12 episode arc of like, and then I was trying to get into this castle and this thing came down on, on the bridge to it. And I had to fight it myself and it, the battle could be, you could live. I would love it if they did like one episode. That's just the battle. And it's kind of cut and shot like a, like a dragon ball Z fight, you know, where it's like one side back and forth and it's just going on and on and on until you finally remember like, Oh, wait a minute. We are in a world of magic. I can call someone. I can summon someone to help me, you know, cause I'm even thinking like you do do the whole thing of like you, you, you're here. Oh, but you're dead. And you're tarnished, you know, you're trying to become the Elden Lord, but you're destined to fail over and over unless you can do these certain things right. Can you follow these help, helpful hints? Can you learn from these people that you meet along the way and like try to guide you? You know, I think it'd be something that you could blend really easy with like the prosthetics and like real makeup of some of the people we've seen in The Last of Us, but also the CGI is off the board. You could literally do whatever you wanted with some of the, some of the creatures that you inhabit. I just love the idea of like actually on screen getting, getting the depth of feel of like you're maybe you have like a big, strong, I don't want to like not going with the Witcher vibes. Maybe you have like a big, strong Henry Cavill type. I forgot to mention the Witcher, which has now been adapted. Yeah. And you know, so people like that show. I have not watched any of it, but you have that. But the thing you're fighting is like a giant, you know, so just a monumental what, task of it all. What network are you thinking? And I'm thinking it would have to be Amazon. Okay. Because it wouldn't have to get the money from the tie-ins from all that. And it would have to be something that they could afford to pay for it. And if it doesn't do that well, you know, which I mean, but I think there's already a built-in fan base that like, it's like Dungeons and Dragons. I think when that Dungeons and Dragons one come out with Chris Pine, it's going to make a ton of money just like the, the David Jones one did. But it wasn't here. It was overseas. So I think it's built up enough of that. Plus, if you say Duncan you have Jones. a George R. Sorry. David Jones. Sorry. Duncan Jones. Duncan Jones. I don't know why I said David Jones. So that was, that was his, his dad's father. name. Yeah. Um, but if you just say, like, okay, George R. R. Martin is, like, yes, you had, you know, was it Rings of, not Rings of Power. Rings House of Power. House of Dragons. Well, yes, but Rings right. of Power is on Amazon, so I was right. like, they're That's... really going to do two shows with rings in the title. Yeah. But this is also the network that gave us Invincible and the Boys within mm-hmm. like months of each and other. And I need Invincible season. Oh, it's two. coming. Amazon, it's coming. get on it. It's um, coming this yeah. year, hopefully. No, it is okay. like they they said it's coming this year. Okay. They haven't dated it, dated it, but they did that teaser video. I don't know if you saw it. No, I need to watch it. Um, but yeah, no, I just, I did, it is recency bias, but it is to me something that does lend itself very well to. I agree. More so cinematic. that's one of those to me where you get into the interesting 
conflict of like what makes that game so great and all of the souls likes to me is the, this is sorry. the only the only other caveat i would say what's that this would be the perfect one to black mirror banshee it and okay. like sorry bandersnatch okay you come along and you're watching this thing and you choose when you meet this person do i go down this route and like maybe the quests aren't as long but like if you follow this person up eventually you're gonna die and that's it and you're done you can no longer progress you're done thank you roll credits Mm -hmm. so you go back through again you if you're not going to make it if you didn't go as a series it would work as maybe a series of like choose your own adventure stories like a bandersnatch thing that can play out on something like netflix i think you could do it as that 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 would be be interesting um i was gonna say and obviously you can build in the narrative mechanic of a roguelike where or a souls like where it's like yes you're gonna die over and over again and you could build the stakes into the show of like oh dude he's like so powerful right now or he (laughs) the equivalent of like he's got a lot of runes dude hope he doesn't lose his runes in this episode right you could you could work that into the mechanic but what i was gonna say is do you by making it a narrative show, do you inherently ruin yeah, I think what's you, so great about the Souls games, which is the discovery of the world and the fact that nothing is spelled out for you? And like, if you want to figure out what the fuck is going on here, you've got to do the work. Right. And I think there's a way to like do that within a show where it's like, well, what the hell is going on here? I don't understand the rules of any of this. Why am I dying? Like, obviously, end of the pilot, dies, comes back for the first time. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Roll credits. Like, it's a hook. It's yeah. a hook. You establish you... this crazy fantasy world, and you're like, oh my God, never seen anything like this. This is a really, like, wild tone. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, you end with that, where okay, it's no, like, like, you, you have a crazy battle. He, no, get, no, he dies. No, no, that's my thing, is like, you start out, and like, you have him struggling. Whoever your character is, he is just like, and he's not even fighting anybody we're talking about. And it's like, he stumbles up into the lands between... And he's just hunking around, walking. And next thing you know, it's like that first dragon you encounter shows up, and you're like, "Oh, sh- yeah. done!" Like within two, se- he spent the entire episode just like slogging through demon rats and these, mm-hmm. these like, you know, uh, re- you know, uh, all the different like stitched together bodied guys. And then there's some random knights in there that he encounters, but he doesn't understand what they're saying because he doesn't speak the language of Lernia or wherever. And um, you know, or lime hole, whatever, and then Limgrave. Limgrave. Then bam, you just oh, what's this thing? It's a dragon. Oh shit! Done in two seconds, and he wakes back up. It's like, and then he wakes up, and like you see the Melina, whatever girl that sits down with you, is like, hey, I'd like to help you out here, you know. And I, but I think you would have to have that character be more of like a, not so much like a stoic kind of like all knowing, but be more like, hey man, this is like this is how it works here. You're going to die. You're going to come back. You know, there's these things that, that, you know, are essentially the essence and lifeblood. And if you acquire enough of them, you can physically change your body's limits and like things you have to do. Magic Mm -hmm. is real. That's all you need to know. Magic is real. The sky is endless. As long as you have the runes, don't lose them and make sure you don't make sure you spend them wisely. It's a currency as well as a lifeblood. Good luck. Bam. You know. Yeah. All right. That was my number five. Okay. 
Uh, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll put mine in a vague order, I suppose. We'll go super light after the uh, the difficulty and the darkness of Elden Ring. Have you played Ollie Ollie World? Nope. Are you aware of it at all? Nope. Okay, it's the third in the Ollie Ollie trilogy now. It's a side-scrolling skateboard game. Is that the one you showed me you were playing? I probably showed it to you at some point. Uh, but yeah, started out very like lo-fi graphics. Roll 7 is the studio. Super fun uh, approach to skating games. Again, it's a side-scroller. Everything is controlled on the uh, Twin Sticks. It's a PS4 exclusive, I believe. But Ali Ali World, I think, is cross-platform on everything now. Hmm. The first two, I think, were PlayStation exclusive. Could be wrong about that. Uh, but yeah, pull up the at least the cover of it so you can get a feel for what I'm talking about. But yeah, everything is controlled on the two analog sticks and the triggers. Uh, hmm. So all of your trick combinations are all inputs yeah, you on the sticks. It's very, very fun. Super chill soundtrack. The third one, Ali Ali World in the series, introduces a whole new aesthetic and vibe to it. And it already it's already tailor-made for it. It looks like Adventure Time, essentially. It looks like a Pendleton Ward uh, cartoon. I don't know if you saw the Midnight Gospel, which we talked about like a couple years back, which was Pendleton Ward and Duncan Trussell. Yes. That's on Netflix. Very much the same aesthetic. Hmm. So I want a Cartoon Network show from Pendleton Ward, who's already worked with Cartoon Network many times, um, and throw Duncan Trussell in the mix. Sure, whatever. And you essentially, it would be like Rocket Power meets Adventure Time. And yeah. it's an extreme sports show, but I think you bring in the awesome soundtrack element of like part of this whole thing is just, it's just good vibes and a good time. The aesthetic right. is just like, you know, a candy colored wonderland. Essentially there's all sorts of fun, funky, interesting characters. A huge component of the game is like constantly changing your outfits, which would be very fun to like play around with visually. Um, but it's all right there. And it seems like it would just be a super fun, like hangout kid show. So, yeah. I feel I like, like you could do that with like a jet sell. grind radio thing too. I, 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 would make another I figured jet you grind would. Game. You might mention that one as well. There is something that is a spiritual successor to jet grind that comes out this year. I cannot I remember I the name of it, but if you look it up, like literally type in jet grind spiritual successor. Um, it's people from that team, I believe. Okay. Hmm. So yeah, that's my number five, Ali Ali World. But yeah, it's essentially an entire world that's based around skating. And like, there's different worlds within the greater world of Radlandia. And it's all just about, you know, being a badass and like, you know, just doing cool tricks to impress your friends and meeting interesting people along the way. Hmm. Uh, yeah. It'll okay. be a fun kids show. Yeah. For the Cartoon Network. What do you got? Um... This literally, you could go a million different ways, and it is probably more than Elden Ring, a more cinematic like game to speak of. But if I'm HBO, I do it right this time. I don't make it about robots on a you know, a vacation. I actually put my money where my mouth is, and I do a Red Dead Redemption show. Okay. Full bore. Okay. My first season is Red Dead Revolver, where you have the young son of everyone basically having to track down and get his revenge. That's not... 
Red Dead Revolver it was the Vanderling gang. The leftovers of that. You were you were one of your people. Well, no, because then they say that Red was like You're you're saying Red you're talking about the plot of the first Red Dead Redemption. Or that of two. Well, Revolver like, is I thought a Revolver, bunch of different storylines. I thought Revolver had links to like they were still mentioning the Vanderling gang in it. If I'm not mistaken. Dutch may get mentioned in there, but no, re- like Revolver is almost completely disconnected. Hmm. Through style, like everything. Yeah. Redemption are the two that are like narratively tied together. Right, yeah. Well then I would do I would do but it, but could, I would do but it. You could make Revolver into something. No, well that's sure. what I would do, is I would take the plot of Revolver, whereas like there's some unassuming person that we don't know that was part of this gang that maybe got out, not Marsden, somebody else, and, you know, Dutch, a very older Dutch, has like, you know, I'm killing off anybody who may I'm trying to find out where you know, this person actually, you know, the reason why you're able to set up a farm and have a homestead is your father robbed these guys he was with and let out. And he's been kind of laying low for forever because he's been heard, oh, the Vanderling gang's dead. And you're, you're again, you're right here at the cusp, like Red Dead Redemption 2 is of like automation meets Old West, the town, all that, all the stuff you're talking about. Mm-hmm. You're just shortly after this. So you would set it after the events of Red Dead Redemption 2. But it would be someone from the Red Dead Redemption, the game, who kind of made it out and didn't follow them to Sandini and all that stuff. And it's a, you know, whoever, it's the son having to track down his father's killer. It's like all this other stuff. Along the way, he runs into people like, you know, we find out that, uh, what is the guy's, I can't remember your character's name that you play, Mr. Who's a character in two? Because there is John Marsden that's in it, but I'm trying to think of the other guy's name that you... Arthur Morgan. Morgan. No. You find out that Morgan survived Red Dead 2. And he's just as pissed with them as well. And it's, he's like an, he's still older. Maybe has a cough, you know, a little consumption going on. And he's the guy that basically is like, if you want to do this, I'm going to tell you how to do it right. And then like you kind of team up with him and you either put a gang back together... Or you, it's just you and him taking on actual bounties for these guys, but you don't go after Dutch. You're picking off henchmen left and right, like the crazy ones that from the end of the second one that are still alive. Okay. And you throw in some more people all along the way. Yeah. Showrunner casting. Uh, for the sake of casting. I mean, if you don't got it, you don't got it. I don't. I mean, I'm just. This is my idea. I didn't. I didn't get really. I'm one. I was really fucking busy at work, so I didn't get a lot. Write a lot of it down. But I feel like there's plenty of people you can throw in. Like I feel like if I'm gonna do the sun, I you. I, I don't want to say you go unknown with just like unknown cast trying to make it for a big show like that. I don't. But I don't know who the anchor in the hook is of like the bad villain Dutch or like the young kid red, whatever. I don't know. I can't think of like off the top of my head who I would want as like someone I know can anchor something that's like, okay, this is going to be a steady thing for them that like, mm-hmm. if I put them in a series, I'm good. You know what I mean? I mean, you could, depending on the age where you want to start with this kid to be, you could, I mean, I feel like you could sub in, no, I don't really know. Well, never mind. I don't really know good kid actors. It's all good. Yeah, we don't have to do him. It. Yeah, 
That guy. Yeah. Saul yeah. Goodman. Get him on it. <laughs> All right. This one's, I, I don't know. Go with me here. One of my favorite games of all time. Love both of them. Still hope we get a third. Or just something else from the studio. Hotline Miami. Yeah. Go with me here. I want Shudder to do it. As a Shudder original. Because I think they would have the balls to do it the way it needs to be done. Okay. And it needs to be like... A surrealist black comedy slash nightmare horror dreamscape weird movie. Okay? Like a sorry to bother you crazy level? I know I hadn't thought thought of Boots Riley, but that's actually, that's interesting. No, I was going with a guy who I've been waiting to make another movie and a frequent collaborator of his, his, you know, the DiCaprio or... De Niro to his Scorsese, if you will. Uh, Joel Petrikas. Oh, yeah. The, who's the, done Buzzard. And the one. And, and the, he did Relaxer. That's it, yeah. And he did The Alchemist Cookbook. Mm-hmm. And I would want Josh Burge, who's the lead in Relaxer, to be kind of our, you know, the varsity jacket protagonist who gets drawn into this, you know, underworld of mayhem, etc. And yeah, I feel like they would nail the weirdness of it and it needs to be, you know, it needs to have a vibe, which Petrikas is very good at. And yeah, it needs to just, you know, be dark and menacing, but fun and weird all at the same time. And it needs to be ultra violent. And that is something that necessarily, you know, I haven't necessarily seen him execute action sequences but i think it's something he could he could play around with yeah i'd be interested to see their take on it um but yeah i feel like shutter's the place to do it it's wait you know that's never going to be an amazon show that's never going to be on hbo yeah but I yeah could see that. hotline miami on shutter if you're not familiar with hotline miami go go play them top down murder simulators basically with like very Minimal graphics and the best soundtracks ever. Oh, yeah. So good. I know the instinct is like, oh, we, Nick was winning Reffin, right? And I'm like, no, I want him to keep doing his own shit. I don't, I don't need him, like... Hotline Denmark. It's like, the that game exists because of the movies he made. Right. <laughs> like, I don't need him to... It, you know, I don't need the Ouroboros of, of right. all of that. No, no thank you. All right. Number three. Number three... I want Mr. Michael Bay. Okay, to come to television? To come to television. Well, no. You know what? Let's change this, Michael. I want right. Mr. Michael Mann okay. to make me a Kane and Lynch <laughs> okay. TV show. I want like a Stephen What Ong? a full big Chicago who's just like, you know, I can't do him. I can't do him. But he's just like a big Kane and Lynch fan. <laughs> like, all more stories I'm wanting to. I can't. I can't do Chicago. Yeah, we can't do them. We can't. Or Chicago. Or Chicago. More the stories. More. Yeah, and I can't do it. It's. I can't. You can't sustain it. That's You're not sure. from Chicago. Okay. Um, yeah, but Kane and Lynch are. They did two of these, right? Two of these. Yes. And, I see you do the plot of the of the first one, and you. In my head, the Lynch character, like, 
he needs to be like a Stephen Ogg kind of. I mean, or he like is proto Trevor from GTA Five, basically. Essentially, but then I was also thinking Kevin Gage Heat, yeah, Wangro, you know, like that. I like mean, just I'm always look. down for getting that guy more work. Yeah, so that I'm, my only trouble is he is, still alive. Yeah, he's out of prison. He's okay. got stuff coming up next couple of years. I should make a TBA. Um, but yeah, Kevin Gage, or or a, a Stephen Ogg type, or even like weirdly, I'm. This is just type. Stephen Ogg slash Bill Mosley, like wiry, just like crazy yeah. type, like mm-hmm. obviously psychotic. But then you have the reserved more. And if he was younger, I would say like Michael Mann, t- not Mike. Yeah, Michael, Michael Mann. Madsen. Madsen. That's what I'm thinking. Um. But like I don't know who a younger like version of him is, who I would who I could put in as like the lead that could anchor it. That, that would be Lynch. Wait, who's the weird one? Kane's Lynch, the crazy Lynch, Lynch is the crazy, is the crazy one. one. Kane is the family man yeah. that has, you know, wife and daughter kidnapped and all that. But then but that opens up like you've got the seven, this group, you've got crazy guys they've got to go fight. And you can pull a like, let's try and let's try and say fuck you, John John Wick. You know, and try and top it, but you could also, like, to me, I don't, and I was, I was this close to putting this one on the list, but you, or you could even like throw it together. Did you ever play Army of Two with the two giant yeah, yeah. mercenaries? Something yeah. along those lines, because we got one that, that that one, one is like a big beefy dude, the other one's like more fit and agile. But I like the idea of like you're thrown in this situation with this dude you don't know you're in prison with, you get taken out, and then it's like you owe this pe- these people money. He just happens to be here with you. You're kind of stuck together. You get weapons and you get you got to go. And you got to start robbing banks and doing crazy shit to just do it. I don't think... I just don't know if he has the range to do it. I totally could see... But again, visually I don't think I could see like a like a Jason Statham doing this kind of thing. But I'm just trying to think of like a... I don't really know like an actor based off, and I'm again, I'm just basing it off of like character models. What I see, I'm sure you could put anybody in the role and they could manage it just fine aesthetically and like what that character's up against and whatnot. But I just, I don't really have a pick for the Kane character. But I do think Michael Mann would do an amazing job of just like ball. But and that's the thing with this one, just let him do like what he does with like action sequences between like Miami Vice and Heat and all this shit just let him in uh, Black Hat just let it all go crazy but we get it as real and as gritty as we possibly could from him and I just think that shit will be badass you got the Tokyo angle of it all you know so there's plenty of him to play around That's with the that. second one right no <clears throat> they're actually in Shanghai they're, they go to Tokyo in the first one I think I remember that set yeah. piece the sh- shootout in like the temple yeah. area and everything mm-hmm. kind of like garden I gotta yeah. see if those have been updated where you can like get them off the offline or something because i think you know, i do remember that was a property that was kicked around as a movie i did i just checked the imdb to see if they ever had like a director attached to it but and that's what i that, that i think i did see that but like again if you want to do true garbage tr- crime you just get some first time director to direct a tv show and you let jerry butler be kane sure or you let jerry butler be kane and you let michael mann have a chance to work with him finally and we're good to go <laughs> gavin's dream yeah all right. The only better dream would be if they get Bay to direct the f- the final episode. It could happen. Jerry Butler and two Michael Bay and <laughs> two Michaels. Two Mi- the Jerry two Butler Michaels and the two and Michaels. Oh, come on, man. Yeah, there you go. Okay. 
I'm going back to animation. For the strict purposes of this would be incredibly expensive otherwise and would be an impossible sell to do it the way it needs to be done. Team Ico's Shadow of the Colossus. I don't know, man. That would be kind of neat. There are 16 colossi, one for every episode. And as you'll recall, the only language spoken in this is like the language of the gods or whatever your whatever force or entity you're speaking to in the temple. And it's subtitled. But that's it. That that's it. So it's like your one show you were talking about, the prehistoric one thing you're doing? You see where I'm going with yeah, this. But you could totally do that live action though. Or like semi live action. You could. But my again the beauty is where we get into the, the Elden Ring conversation and the Souls-like conversation in general. What's beautiful about Shadow of the Colossus, and this is the you know the process of adaptation, what's beautiful about Shadow of the Colossus is it does communicate this entire lore of this universe and this world, but it does it all visually. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, would, would they let a show, would they greenlight a show of this scale in live action even though obviously it would be very effects heavy, but to me it needs to be a lot of like we're building, practically building mm-hmm. huge chunks of these things. Whether the ultimate overall thing is a big CG creation, but we need physical, like practical things. Tufts of hair that you're climbing yes. up. And there's Body a way parts to. That you're I mean, yeah. For those unfamiliar, I feel like with some of these games we need to actually like spell out a little bit of what they're about. But Shadow of the Colossus is basically. Your, your love has died, mm-hmm. seemingly, or has fallen ill, and you bring I, what I think, they're dead. You bring their corpse to this temple, yeah. with, and you it's basically revealed, like, if you want to bring them back, you got to hunt down and kill 16 of these Colossi. There's no other enemies in the game. Each one is literally just, you set out, you spend a huge chunk of time just tracking them down, platforming your way to their location, and then you got to start the next leg of it, which is, how the fuck do I take one of these giant things down? Something that is literally like, you know, 40, 50 times my height. And I mean, that, that could be an episode. Mm-hmm. It's just each one of them is a battle. But again, that's why in my head, it's like, it should be animation and it should be Jenny Tartakovsky. Cause he knows how to tell a story visually, yeah. knows how to use hardly any dialogue and could build in those moments of visual storytelling where it's like we realize what's going on and what's at stake here and you could have organically again if you're expanding things we looked at like how the last of us has done that thus far but you could have backstory of like their relationship these two characters like what's at stake for him Mm -hmm. that's building up in the background this whole time um you could introduce some other side characters, even though that would kind of break the rules in the world and the, that feeling of like pure isolation and just like feeling really, really small that that game nails so well. Um, that one has been remastered for the PS4 and it's incredible and I highly recommend it if you've never played it. I could have said Ico, their first game, but if I pitched another, you know, okay, it's basically another lone wolf and cub story, uh, but it's in a weird fantasy world. I mean, they're popular right now. Maybe people would take me up on it. But. Hmm. All right. Okay. You're number four? My number two. Two. Yeah. Yeah, we're counting down. That's how that works. Sorry. 
um, and I went back and forth with this, but now that I'm thinking of it, he could totally happen. Uh, well, I don't know. It depends. I want someone to make Max Payne 3 into a TV show. All right. Well, we're not going to table it. We're just going to talk. Give me your... This is on my list. Okay. You just want Max Payne 3. I want Max Payne 3, but I want to take the formulaic, let's take one episode and let's take you back and let's talk to you about it. Because there are flashback elements in that game of why he actually left New York. It has nothing to do with the first two games. But it shows you what exactly happened to make him say, all right, I probably need to get the hell out of Dodge, get down to Sao Paulo or wherever the hell he's at, and go from there. But I feel like you have you, you have a lot to play with there with, like, there's this whole other life this guy had. You don't, and, and the thing is, it was 2012, okay? It's been at least 10 years since the third game came out. In that time, we have gotten the god-awful Mark Wahlberg movie. Fuck that movie. Fuck that movie. And right up its ass. And, you know, so I feel like it's a far enough away that, like, most people, when they see it, they'd be like, wait a minute, it's vaguely familiar, but it's not something, but if nobody played the third one is, and they don't, like, if they only know Max Payne, Mark Wahlberg, Max Payne, Mark Wahlberg, like, they don't know about this third game for whatever reason, it lets you do a lot with very little. Like, you don't have, you have a ton you can pack into multiple seasons with a plot line that I know does go like there is a lot in there, but it also seems relatively like kind of, okay, the certain couple levels people are getting kidnapped. You find out, you know, you could, you know, get into it, but like, you know, I, I like your idea of basically taking three as the superstructure and like flashing back to the other two. Mm -hmm. I was going a little more conventional, Mm -hmm. which is that I would just do, three seasons one game per season Hmm. and you get the kind of i want it on hbo i wanted to get the prestigious of of the prestige okay and i know they're doing perry mason right now so to me this is the gritty modernist stay in the noir noir vein Mm -hmm. we do the first one pretty straightforward okay Mm -hmm. but then the second one allows you to move into a little bit of a you know tragic romance. We go deeper into the noir as well, but then when you get to three, well, all of a sudden it's fucking man on fire. Like yeah, it's Max Payne's man on fire down in Mexico. Um, Scott Glenn's still did, around. We can use him, right? I'm saying, like, I I mean, I I would like the build to that the same way you do in the games, where it's like, and then of course, like you said, three has the flashbacks to like. Here's how, why he had to leave New York, etc. But I'm like, you could even build that into like the tail end of the fall of Max Payne, because mm-hmm. that, like, not I mean, spoilers for these games that are like over ten years old. old yeah. But um, in three, you have that flashback sequence, which was basically you killed a mobster's son, right? Mm-hmm. That's why you had to ultimately leave. But that happens after the events of two, which is the fall of Max Payne. Yeah, but it gets it's not like that's the that's why he none of that's connected I no guess no no yeah saying. yeah it's a completely different thing you did yeah. and and that's the only thing that i like liked and hated about it it's like well the events of this other two game have no bearing on the third one you just kind of 
made up this thing that like is the they real wanted, reason why he left. I mean, you they literally they wanted to make Man on Fire the video game, and they did it, and it's fucking awesome. Yeah, I and just Max Payne Three is one of the best games ever made. I fucking yeah. love it. I mean, you I don't played have the online version of that. They shit. finally like Rockstar Online. They finally figured out their shooting mechanic. I mean, yeah. you don't get the shooting mechanic in GTA Five without Max Payne Three. Right. Like you see, it's one of the building block things. I love that franchise. I love that character. I have to ask, who were you going to cast? I have no fucking idea. Christopher Abbott is the answer. I thought about it all day. Uh, Possessor? Yes. I could see it. Because, again, I know your instinct is like, oh, Max is old and grizzled, right? But it's like, no, he's not. In the first game, he's fucking 30. Like 33, 35. So I just, can I go through this with you? Because I was just curious. This was... Okay, this was added last year as a potential pickup. Who fans thought were they could cast as Max Payne? And I'm not talking three. I'm talking like this original, like I don't want to like the original photo. You remember what he looks like, young, right? Of course. All right. Top vote, Keanu Reeves. Too uh, obvious. Tied for the next amount of votes. Uh, Tom Jane, Carl Urban, and Harrison Ford. I don't think Harrison Ford, because the picture they have him is... Well, how old is this list? I don't know. The story was posted in 2022, so I don't know. And the okay. pictures they're using are a lot of older people. Tom Hardy's on there. Nope. John Hamm. Clive Owen. Weirdly, somebody voted for Bob Odenkirk. Guy Pierce is on here twice under two different names, misspelled both times. But one from back in the day that I thought could work, but like if they'd have got to Michael Bean early on, I could definitely oh, see him sure. as like a young Max Payne. But that's not what we're doing, right? We're ca- now. I like John Ham. I like that. Uh, I, I think hadn't, there's something I really there. Considered Ham, but the only thing. What about Krasinski? Uh, I don't. No, like you don't see. Him. I don't want the guy. Something. I just don't like Krasinski in general. Hey, Jenny, how are you? He's not somebody who excites me about being in things. Okay. Um, I like when he directs. Sure. He's fine. Um, he didn't like A Quiet Place. It was all right. All right, fine. Um, just, I, I... Initially, I was like, the voice. The voice is like something I need. Like, And James McCaffrey, you know, who was on Rescue Me, of course... If they had just made the movie when around the time the game right. came out and cast him, like he visually would have worked for it too. Right. I think he's aged out of it now, obviously. Mm-hmm. But Christopher Abbott, to me, again, Possessor's your main kind of like sticking point. I saw him on Girls for years, of yeah. course. He's been in a bunch of other stuff. Fantastic actor, one of the best of his generation. He plays Haunted pretty well. Yeah. And for the first, like, you know, for the first one in particular, that's what you need for this. You need wire, you know, kind of edgy or whatever. The the instinct everybody's going towards with like Tom Hardy and stuff. It's like I don't. Max is not like a fucking jacked dude to me. He's more of a lithe, like you know, tall, a little bit on the scrawny side, a little more wiry. Yeah, but by the time you get to that, I think if you if you, but shape, I think you but build I, him up through like, the seasons, right? And, and, and again, in my head, just doing my three angle, I'm thinking of like Tom Hardy, the way he looked with the shaved head and like taboo, 
And I'm just like, that could be Max then. Because, you know, for a little bit, he's... I saw a lot of people he, saying Burnthal, which just seems too obvious. Yeah. It's just too obvious. Yeah. You guys know there's people talk. talking about <laughs> Street talk? Yo, man, you took our money. Goddamn right I did. Oh, come on, Cap. You can't do that shit. Yeah, no, that and th- that would be perfect, too. If it is HBO, you have all the recognition. It's like, so you kind of have that angle of like, well, did this happen to him because maybe he was a dirty cop? It's like, no, he wasn't. He was actually an honest by the book. Because isn't his, her, the, the, his wife's father was a cop too, right? I believe so. Yeah, I remember that being a thing. And it was like, that's the one thing that just really pissed me off about the movie was that they tried to tie it in that like, it's all connected just, to this whole thing. And I was like, they botched just, all yeah. of it so yeah. hard. Yeah. Mark Wahlberg has fucked up two two video game franchises at this mm. point that they just tried to shove him into. He just needs I've to stick already, to being real people. Okay. We have we each have one left. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it's the same thing. Probably isn't. Probably isn't. Yeah. Alright, well I think you should go. I just went and you said we we're gonna talk about mine. What's yours? Oh, did I save one? Hold on. You might have saved one. No, I already said all of mine, because, uh, but yeah, no, I have my final one. What's your final one? But you don't think it's the, you have two left, or you have one I have left? one left. Max Payne was my second. Okay. I have one more. But you don't want to say what it is. Well, I know that it's not what you're thinking. Well, how do you know that you know what I think that I know? Because I know you're not as big a fan of Tenchu Stealth Assassin as I am. I, know, I knew it was going to be one of two things. All right, fine. Well, what was it going to be besides Tenchu? I mean, I know... Everybody's instinct is to make this into a movie or try to make it into a film franchise. But it just seems to me that Metal Gear Solid clearly needs to be a television show. Yeah. Did it even enter? You didn't even think about it? I only reason. I know you said you were trying to avoid things that are cinematic. I mean, here's the thing. It's like. There was already enough it's, stuff. It's like. When, no, but it's like when you read a book and people are like, they could never do this. This is the unfilmable novel. It's like, that's what playing Metal Gear is like, where you're like, this is the coolest movie that you could never, ever make. Right? Out of respect for what happened to Mr. Kojima, I would never want it to be commercially successful on that front because they took, that's his. I don't care what anybody says, that's his. We talked about this off mic vaguely. My instinct here initially was A, HBO, because I'm like, oh, I wanted to get that. And I'm like, no, there's no way. Because to get anywhere near the weirdness to preserve the the core essence of the weirdness, mm-hmm. it couldn't it couldn't be on HBO. It just couldn't. Okay, mm-hmm. so I immediately pivoted to FX. Okay, my initial thought for a showrunner director was clearly like, oh, NWR. I'm like the only person who ever when I've been watching something of his, I'm like, well, this is kind of the closest thing to if like Kojima directed something like sequences of it that would be my only caveat if you let kojima direct but, the entire series and again i was then going I'd be with fine with it. the practicalities unless like again they do some sort of mea culpa between him and konami i was like that's that's the sticking point of all of this so i'm like there's no way nwr would direct this if it was like i mean that's his buddy that's his close friend yeah there's no way he would direct it unless he was like oh well i could save his vision sort of thing and I was like, okay. And obviously we all- made Mads Mikkelsen snake, solid snake, right? Well, I want to get into a whole snake debate with you because uh-huh. I'm like, 
there's the whole age range. There is the movie that is supposedly still happening that has a director and has a star. I mm-hmm. think we've talked about it. Yeah, Oscar Isaac. Yes. But yeah, no, I, I, I have I have no casting. I just wanted to point out that I think they've already fucked this up. Oscar Isaac should have been Nathan Drake in Uncharted. I've said it. Yeah. I've said it before, I'll say it again. They totally missed the boat on that. They should have made him age appropriate. Should have been Oscar Isaac. His energy is perfect for that. Visually, I get it. And I love Oscar Isaac as an actor. But Carl Urban. <sighs> Salt Snake. I think you're I think you're really on to something there, actually. And he hadn't it hadn't clicked for me. But I was like, yes, dude, there because there's the gotta symmetry be symmetry of the face. If you take the facial hair away. It's not even the look, dude. Anybody can be augmented enough. Like, just through... You, you throw the suit on them. Yeah. But no, I was like... How do you get that tone? Like, how do we get... David Hater. Yes. That, like... I'm kind of doing a parody of an action guy, but I'm playing it very earnestly. Mm-hmm. But I'm kind of taking the piss out of it at the same time. And I'm like, I think Carl Urban kind of could nail it just by like slightly leaning modulating yeah. like what he what he's been doing on the boys for the last couple or, of years i think that's I'm a good pick and i'm a big fan of and nobody wants to do this because it's this whole rights thing and who's doing the role but i if you can make it oscar isaac just dub the fucking thing with david Hayter. just <laughs> let him do the fucking voice i mean yeah but, it's uh, never gonna happen okay. but yeah to keep the weirdness intact and somebody who I was like, maybe he's randomly a fan of video games. And somebody who has kind of made his bones in the world of TV on adaptation. Of taking somebody else's aesthetic and what makes them them. And using the component parts to do his own thing. Mm-hmm. The man's name is Noah Hawley. Yeah, I could see that. Who of course did Fargo and Legion. Legion's yeah. a fucking weird show. Yeah, I know. It's still, it, still the weirdest thing Marvel has ever let get produced in their name. Yeah. Um, I think I, they were thinking I nobody think... wanted to see it. <gasps> Dan Stevens, Solid Snake? <laughs> I, I thought you might go there. No, Dan Stevens, Liquid Snake. No, because I have... I was thinking about this too. No, the... Liquid is so Alexander Skarsgård, bro. <laughs> Uh, yeah it's just right there in front of you now you know who Dan Stevens could play in heavy makeup and I would be all about this okay never mind never mind okay I like it I like it I like it (laughs) who do you think he was she should play well now now I don't want to say no because now I'm trying to go I'm I'm trying to think back through this of who I actually wanted um I mean he's like the linchpin of the whole whole thing Laura Campbell? Revolver Ocelot, bro. Oh, Revolver Ocelot. Hmm. Revolver Ocelot. Brian Cranston. Could be interesting. I do like him with the longer hair in your honor. Uh, why did I immediately think Christoph Waltz as Revolver Ocelot? <laughs> yeah. He could work Because he's got to be old in the first one. Right. Yeah. Now, is this series going to encompass the 
I fight see, my dad I, twice, and then I see that's what that's what I think could be interesting is because in the similar way you were pitching with with three for Max Payne, mm-hmm. I'm kind of secretly like I think the way to pitch this show is fucking Snake Eater, the series. Yeah, and that's your intro. Actually, it's Big Boss, and it's not even Solid Snake. Right. But then you're gonna. It's also it. secret. I mean, next to five, it's my favorite. Yeah. Um, but like, so you do the boss, you do big, you snake eater, but the boss is betrayal. But, but then again, I, I want the epic sprawling, you know, through the sands of time. I want everything that Metal Gear is. So that's why I kind of want, no, season one is Shadow Moses, season two, um, Sons of Liberty, season three, we all of a sudden get to flash back in time and do snake eater. Um, four would be wild as fuck and then same thing with five i'm like i yeah i the other reason i picked fx is i'm like they have i feel like have the commitment long term to even if something is not consistently lighting the world on fire ratings they will let it go and they will let noah holy shows go too because fargo has not been a hit for a long time now but like they're letting him do a season five with fucking john ham like come on yeah I mean, I would argue that that one's like an actor's show. Like, people see the people, work people do, and they're like, oh, I got to work with that guy. So when he comes to the next, he's like, this season I want to bring this dude in. They're like, he'll do it? Yeah. Here's the money. Yeah. You know? Which well, makes sense. Well, and uh, again, I'm, I I guess Legion proved to me that, like, he's got the weirdness in it. And Fargo, obviously, to a certain extent. And I'm like, you need, you need some of that energy. And I don't know if they're, I mean, I honestly, I don't trust anybody other than Kojima to do it, but I don't see a world where he legally is ever going to be allowed to. I just want him to direct a movie, period. Yeah. Like an original screenplay, ideally. Mm -hmm. Or maybe the Death Stranding movie, which I think we might be, I think he's secretly shooting like a movie while he's making Death Stranding 2. Yeah. I think he might be doing something weird in his new studio and shit. See what happens. Uh, yeah, no, that was my big play. So, yeah. so tell me, what network are you pitching? The other classic stealth franchise, the one that you know, they were like neck and neck for a little bit, and then one yeah. just kind of completely eclipsed the other, yeah, very quickly. But those those released the same year, right? If I'm not mistaken, yeah. I think still, I think, or Tenchu might be the year before Metal Gear Solid. Right. Maybe. Tenchu, Tenchu 2, uh, Rise 3, and then you had Z on the Xbox, and that was it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've just always thought the idea of, like, spending time, because, yes, it's been a parody. The, the canon films have done them to death, but I cannot think of a mainstream thing that has like set you full bore in the mindset and the like the role of like what it means to be quote unquote a ninja as far as like they like people hated them like they Mm -hmm. weren't the mystical lord thing it was like if you were a ninja you were like a scum you were a fucking punk like you're gonna come attack somebody in the middle of the night like a fucking coward. Right. But the idea that like this Lord who rules over everyone and is supposedly loved has to implore the services of this clan of ninja 
who have basically taken children since they are young and done nothing but train them to be, you know, unemotional, silent, masters of the sword, just on the par with samurai, but they're quiet and they're in the shadows and you would never know they were with you. Like that scene in The Last Samurai, when it's like, you kind of hear something mm-hmm. and then you kind of notice them. And it's like, there ain't just one. There's a ton of these ninjas up here and they're quiet as fuck. Yeah. That, but just one dude. And I mean, I can visibly, I can see the level designs in each one. And the way that that is set up, because it is still a level based thing. You literally, you have a gripping political narrative in feudal Japan of how is this Lord going to maintain order when all this shit's going on. And it's a known fact that like he uses the Zuma ninja clan as, you know, leverage to get what he needs when he can't do it diplomatically. And he's not going to send his people to war. So you have that political thing going back and forth, obviously ending with daughter being kidnapped towards the finale. And, I don't, the only problem is I don't know how you pit having a a male and a female because I would love to, if you did, each of them having something to do, but without crisscrossing every episode, intertwining each episode, but how do I give you both, because they both have unique backgrounds and stories as to how they became there is no love there, which is my favorite thing. They aren't like, it's not like, oh, that's the girlfriend or that's the mm-hmm. wife. It's like they're equals on the battlefield and they both respect each other, but they have no sexual chemistry or desire to do that with each other. And I like that warrior's code aspect of it. And I think it would be something interesting to see because it still seems like that's kind of where things will eventually break down to. It's like there's a man and a woman. Well, they're doing the same thing or not. Eventually, they're probably going to wind up trying to fuck. It's like that's nothing anywhere near this, like whatever it is. So you have that ability to like say, yes, they may have been considered like the scum, the cowards or whatever, but they at least held each other in high regard as far as like, it didn't matter to him that she was a female. She Uh could do what he could do, but just with a different method. He used a sword. She uses two katanas or like, you know, smaller blades or whatever. So, you know, there's a lot to unpack with that. I think you could literally throw up any of the any of the Asian actors who have been like in the mainstream in the last five, six years, especially the males. I think any one of them could just as easily fall into that role. There is not a lot there other than the scar on the eye from a being from a child and half the movie you've got, you know, a face cover. Mm-hmm. I and the same thing I, I I love it and hate it. You could also intertwine this and just do a Ghost of Tsushima film and I would just be just as happy. You get John Woo to direct a giant sweeping epic about the yeah, invasion. I don't, I don't know if the Tenchu, I don't know if the fandom's still there for that. One. It's not, and that's why you don't have to call it that. But like, I've just always thought that that first game story deserved more than just the ten levels it got, because you understand. I started playing that right around the time I watched Leon the Professional for the first time. Mm-hmm. So the idea of like this, you know, quiet assassin does the right thing make sure that the child gets out alive and whatever, and, and ultimately sacrifices himself for the quote unquote greater good. Like that just like, I was like, damn dude, like none of my heroes live. They all die. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't until like, wasn't probably until I watched the searchers. I was like, Oh, that's what heroes do. Like they just, they just leave. But like all of mine, they all die. They don't like leave. They just die, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's one of those. that's like, 
even like Breathless. Like I love that movie. Fucking dude dies in the end. You know what I mean? Ideally, it's not night. I mean, I'm not saying he's a hero. Like, well, he's something to look up to. He's a, kind of a scumbag. He murdered a cop, whatever. But all of that transpired with playing the game and like getting into more pop culture stuff. It all kind of resonated on this idea of like, this is a hero. They will choose to sacrifice himself. And it just was amazing to me that it was happening in all these different areas of pop culture that I was looking books, movies, all this different shit, mm-hmm. video games. And so to play on that, and then to, if you could give me a second or third season to, you know, jump back to when they were younger and show me kind of how they became who they were in more in depth, like we build into their backstory and, and two birth of the assassin to then in three basically say like, okay, well this person who we thought had been trapped in this cave and whatever, he's come back now after all this time in a time of need where like it's the political, the political turmoil is even worse than ever. And it's no longer a secret that he's out. It's like, he has to openly come out of the shadows and be a part of what this Lord is doing in order to ensure that his rule remains. And you can always tie it in with like actual, you could tie it into actual events like the samurai uprising, the class wars, all that different stuff. But I just, I don't know. It's one of my favorite games. I don't think people talk about it anymore. Obviously, Sekiro, people, you know, it's that's essentially the Tenchu team again. But I do feel like if you just, if there's any other franchise I could get to Resident Evil it and give me an update on each one, I would, there's no telling amount of, like, they better hope I don't win the, the million, $300 million lottery because I'll be at their door every day. What is it going to take you to revamp all these? I don't care what it is. Money's no object, sir. <laughs> you know? $100 million? Jeeves? Write the meta check. You know what I mean? That sort of thing. But yeah. And there's tons, dude. I mean, there's tons of others. There's so many I thought about that would be great, but I'm like, I don't know. I don't have we that much do affinity it. to Like Fallout, like in, uh, 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 Bioshock. Uh, I looked at like a lot of lists. A lot of people are like Mass Effect. I'm like, okay. I have no attention. I have no like. I tried. To, yeah, I kind of tried to. I mean, like, there's an yeah. endless array of yeah. sci-fi. Uh, you could do Kotor for Disney Plus and have a whole just Knights of the Old yeah, Republic. I, well, yeah. again, we could just uh, do this again at another time. And I was kind of thinking when uh, Last of Us wraps up its season, maybe we come back and we do the inverse and we talk about. Uh, IP that, that we would to like become a video to game. become a video game slash Waterworld. Okay, okay <laughs> save it. <laughs> Don't give them all the gold how, at once. How, Jesus Christ. How old can the IP be? <laughs> get to be as get. old as you want it to. Okay. As old as you are, brother. Um, to live and die in LA. I was going to say. That'd be a great one. But yeah, and I feel like we'll be able to get more into like mechanics, etc. Uh, on that. That would be fun. But also something to keep in mind maybe our favorite uh non-traditional non-traditional ip does that make sense to me to you where it's a game that's like this wasn't a movie tie-in right but it's this character and i love it what's an example an example would be like the blade game for instance yeah like that i'm not saying i love that game I remember I was very excited to play it when it came out. It was all right. It's okay. Yeah. But it's like, it's not the plot of the movie. 
But you would like it's to not see the that aesthetic plot. of the movie. No, I'm not even saying that. No. I'm just saying we talk about so because there are so many to me interesting instances of those sort of games. There's a big one that I don't want to say because it's my number one, but uh, or like Jet Li's Rise to Honor, where it's like we're trying to make a movie. I know what as a game. Of course, you know what it is. Yeah, I want to do a whole episode just so we can talk about it. Yeah, All right, that's fine. Something to think. We could make the, time. Oh, dude, we should make that movie now. With as old as he is now, he could seek his to move. He still got it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Twenty dollars to the person who figures out what we're talking about. Twenty dollars to the person who lets me know how I can physically play that stuff. Uh, yeah. Okay. Until next time. I've been Noah. And I've been Gavin. And we've been the Blanchard Brothers. And we've been saying what you've been playing. <laughs> so terrible. I didn't understand a fucking thing he said.